It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Wow, that's a mouthful. I am VA and I'm here with Jeff. Hello. And Tim. Hello, hello. It's Monday, April 18th, 2022. It is Patriots Day here in Massachusetts and nowhere else. And <laughs> also... In Maine. Oh, it is in Maine. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, Maine used to be part of Massachusetts, so it fits. Um, and then uh, it's also Boston Marathon Day. I don't know which running it is, but I know that there are 30,000 people running today for the first time in like three years. It's being held around the proper time and they have even more runners. So it's a beautiful day for everyone to run because it's like, you know, in the 50s, probably if it were 10 degrees cooler, it might be even better. I'm not a runner. I don't know. But uh, congratulations to all the runners. Hopefully everybody reaches their goal because it is really a competition against yourself more than anything else. Yep. And um, the Red Sox are losing their, their Patriots day game. Currently they have that 11 AM start that they have every marathon Monday. Dick mountain did not pitch well. Mm. Dick mountain. Dick mountain uh... <laughs> His name is rich Hill, but Oh, <laughs> wait a minute! You really, you really did call him Dick Mountain, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just called him Dick Mountain. <laughs> Rich Hill, Dick Mountain, same thing. All right, all right. Well, okay, that's that's unfortunate uh, for Red Sox fans, but you know, I was saying to Jeff before you came on, Tim. I can't imagine wanting to be in Boston today between the marathon and uh, the Red Sox game. Mm-mm. Nope. nope. No, God, no. No. Oh. Too many people for me. I, I, Everybody who's out there, enjoy it. Have a great time. Have a blast. But I just, I can't. I I went to the game on Saturday and that was enough people for me for a few more Ever? days. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine yesterday was bad too because you had the Red Sox game in the afternoon and then the Celtics playoff game and at in the afternoon as well. They were like going on at the same time and what, like, oh. Well, those are two different sections of town, and while it can make traveling be- uh, to one section a little bit harder at times, the marathon goes through t- Kenmore Square. Fenway is not far from there, so that's a lot of people in that area, right? at that time having to get there at that time and don't even get uh, like you can't get there unless you're taking some kind of public transport (laughs) because parking is not a thing in that area it is not it's a fictional concept anyway so it's it's a gorgeous day uh, is what i'm trying to say it's a great day to talk about the bruins and uh i wish i could say really super positive things about the bruins i'm not saying super negative things i'm just saying the bruins are a team who finally clinched the playoffs despite their like real best efforts of late on that front yeah they they finally clinched the playoffs and i've got to tell you i have been i think i hit the 70 or 72 game mark where i was just like 
I am done. I'm done with the regular season. I've lasted 10 more games than I usually do, but I'm done with the regular season. I am ready for playoffs. And I think that the one thing that spurred that whole feeling was that game against Tampa Bay. And that was, God, almost two weeks ago, right? Uh, a week and a half. You mean the eighth or you mean the, the, the OT one on the eighth or the one before that? Yeah, the one on the eighth. Yeah. That game was exciting. And the result doesn't seem like it would be exciting. It was 2-1 in overtime. Oh, man. Like, I, I finished that game, like, just so desperately wanting this as the playoff series. I'm like, this might be. I'm watching that game. It's like, this is so good. This Tampa team is a little less, less than it was. This, this it might be finally to excise that demon. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to get that series. I know. I know. That's the shame. First round or and probably not later unless, you know, Toronto, Toronto's. That game made me go, oh, my God, this feels like the playoffs. And this is what I want. This Just inject this into my, my veins now because both teams played with – they were both so fast, so urgent. It just – man, you didn't even mind – that it was just 1-1 going into the third and then going into overtime because it was just so, God, it was so exciting and fun to watch. It really was. I mean, people talk about low-scoring games, not fun to watch. I mean, when both teams are playing well defensively, when both teams are just skating so fast and they're, they're getting the shots off pretty quickly, I you just, how can you... How can you? And the game was so crispy on top of that too, right? So it was beautifully played, but also rough and tumble. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Because these two teams hate each other, which is wonderful. I mean, was this the one that Pat Maroon was doing Pat Maroon things where he was just like, "I've got three rings." Yeah. Force feed this asshole his rings. (laughs) Yeah. So. But anyway, I, I just want to say, like, that to me was, like, the game of the last couple of weeks because it was just probably probably the best game that the Bruins played. I mean, considering it was sandwiched between the Detroit game and the Caps game. Ugh. And ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But isn't this the game that we also lost Lindholm? Or did we lose him the game before? Uh, yeah, and I think that's... Is, no, we lost. No, Lin- I think we Lindholm. lost. Yeah, in the in the Red Wings game that on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. we'd lost. Pa- we lost pasta on the the first Columbus game, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the regulation win. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been a rough week, and then of course we we got to to, to the Ottawa game and lost Omark. Ugh. Yeah, that was freaky. Very freaky. He took the puck at one of the soft spots in the helmet, so like just near his temple. Oh, God. Ow. Yeah. But he's the one that pulled himself out of the game, right? Like, which is like uh, not cool that it went that way, to be honest. But I'm glad that he, you know, didn't try to, you know. As I understand it, the ref or the official went up to him, saw that he was looking a little weird after that. Suggested he goes talk to the trainer. So he went over to talk to the trainer. They decided to, 
I guess they both decided or the trainer decided he was good to go, go back, goes back into the game. And then the beginning of the second period, Swayman is out there because they decided to pull him. So that is exactly what happened um, uh, from what I could see. Um, So, yeah, you're right. I mean, somebody should have pulled him, but maybe and we all know that players do this and we know that that trainers just kind of do their evaluations and uh, based on what they're given you know maybe he just decided he wasn't feeling so well later cuz you know what it's like sometimes you get a concussion and you're just like you're okay or you can function until you just can't and sometimes yeah. you are completely incapacitated I mean, I've, I've said before on here, when, uh, when when I had my concussion, it was like three days before I mapped out that I was like severely concussed. Mm. And mm. it was basically like on day three, my entire neck hurt. And then I finally figured it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, when I, I got my bad concussion from falling down the stairs at the hospital, they evaluated me, but they didn't say I had a concussion. They said I had a closed head wound. And coincidentally, I went to my doctor the next day and my doctor was like looking at me, examining all of the, because I had bumps and bruises and scrapes and stuff. She, she examined it to, to confirm that it was indeed consistent with falling down some stairs. And she's like, no, honey, you have a concussion. Did they tell you to stay awake last night? Like, no, they gave me no instructions. I I handed her all the instructions they gave me from the hospital and they were like, huh, okay. No one told me I shouldn't drive. Nobody told me I should be wearing dark glasses, which I was doing anyway. Nobody told me any of the stuff. I just like, and my head hurt. She said, she said, your head is going to start hurting like, you know, any time now. And it could go on for a long time. Um, It was bad. It was really, really bad. I was really scrambled. I'm driving home. I'm like, I really hope that this road that I should be going on comes up. I was already on it. I didn't know where I was when I went to to get the original evaluation. I was totally scrambled. And they were just like, you want you to pee in a cup? And I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) what? (laughs) Which one's the right cup? (laughs) I just couldn't physically do it. I just, you know, because it's not as easy for men. Men have a little bit of more of an advantage doing that. For me, I was just like, I don't, I can't. I can't figure out where to put the cup. <laughs> oh, concussions are so fun. But anyway, I I think that it, different people experience different concussions different ways. So yeah, I don't remember my when I got mine my last one in high school football. It was JV football. I don't remember the bus ride home. Ooh, ouch! And that was like a forty-five minute bus ride. So uh. that's fun. I'm glad that Ulmark pulled himself or was pulled from the game. It sounds like it was him. So it's like, I'm glad he did because it sounds like he's going to be out for a little while. I mean, he was at the game on Saturday. He gave Swayman his hugs after very important to note, but you know, he just, if he's not ready to go, he's not ready to go. And it's a shame because he was having such a good run. He kind of solidified himself a little bit. It was like the top guy going into the playoffs. You would, you thought at that point. Right. Uh, hopefully he doesn't uh, lose too much from having this time off. But, uh, you know, I, I bet you in some ways he could in, could use the rest a little bit. But 
it's it's a shame that this is what happens. He has to have a head injury to to have that happen. We've got Swayman. Swayman did well on Saturday. Which is good considering he's been rough for for some time now. <laughs> yeah, I think he's kind of hitting that sophomore slump, hitting that wall a little early. Yeah, you know, he's at the point where there's been enough games that he's better. The pro scouts have watched him more and play, and and, and players are being are, are being told how to uh, how to beat him. But can we also acknowledge that he's had not the best defense in front of him? I mean, this started before everyone went down, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, I know it started before. But when you have Lindholm, Carlo. Grizzlick all go down and and the two of the 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 latter two are back you know they've all gone down at different times in the last week or two and Lindholm we really have no idea it's just a lower body injury that's all we know that's all we know Cassidy was saying that he thought it was going to be more day-to-day and now it's turning out week-to-week for both he and Pasta so not great Bruins in the last two weeks they went what three and four Multiple overtimes. Yeah, so so they uh, they went three and four, and two of those wins were OT wins. No loser points. No loser points. Well, again, that was the thing this team was doing at the beginning of the season. If it was losing, it was losing clean, which was one of the problems at the time, right? <laughs> right, which is really interesting because uh, if you looked at the Tampa Bay Lightning in the beginning of the season, the season, they were going to overtime a lot and getting that loser point. That's why the Bruins were able to win on tie breaks. Very few minutes <laughs> they were. Well, third it, place. Bruins still have the lead on regulation wins over Tampa, although they're tied in uh, in regulation and overtime. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't make any difference. I don't think the Bruins are going to make up the three points that they need to catch them. So I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. And honestly, like, you know what? Let Tampa and Toronto grind each other to dust. Again, I'm not stoked about the concept of Carolina, but the rags might actually take them for uh, first in the Metro. <laughs> I'm not sure how thrilled about that I am either, but, you know, okay. Both teams have given the Bruins fits this year. <laughs> I'd rather play the uh, the rags than the Canes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. However... However, the Canes may be um, um, short a uh, Frederick Anderson now. Yes, yes, because he left the game the other night. And 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 the Maple Leafs are without um, Matthews right now, too. Because mm-hmm. he left the and, game early. Yeah. And, well, that doesn't bode well for them. Partly because, like, their center depth gets ugly without him because Tavares hasn't had a great season. Oh, too bad, Pajama Boy. Mm, I always feel so bad for you. I look forward to as his decline causes them to not be able to re-sign Matthews when his contract runs up. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Toronto fans. I don't really wish you ill will, but you guys, you guys are awful when your team's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Wouldn't it just be fucking funny if, if the Bruins could land Matthews? <laughs> Just dream. Don't think about the realities, okay? Just just dream. Because there's no I mean, way. Mostly what I'm thinking about is just, just, just how big a mess uh, Steve Dangle's head would make when it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no way that Austin Matthews is going to go play for Arizona. We know that. That's oh, not they happen. won't be in Arizona by then. <laughs> yeah. When, when is his contract up? 
saying? Give me a moment. It's a couple years, like three maybe. Oh, no, they'll still be playing at that ASU or whatever. Whichever. Oh, they're not even finishing that stint there. Fuck that. They're not getting that. They're, they're not getting that that that, that, that arena in Did they Tempe? Do... Did no, they... they had a meeting. Nothing's affirmed. Nothing's confirmed. No, no, no. They're 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 doing the the practice facility. No, 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 no. But they were also in negotiations to build a real arena, and I think it was going to be in Tempe. And I don't think that's really moved. I'm just like, that's not going to fucking happen. Anyway, um, uh, the, the he's he's up in uh, twenty three, twenty four that summer. So yeah. summer twenty twenty four. Yeah, he's not going to play in front of five thousand people. Maybe. <laughs> In the practice facility at ASU. <laughs> Did you see that this week? Did you see that it costs you like a hundred bucks just to get in the door as a season ticket holder? Minimum. Minimum. Per game. It's 89 and then you they, that's not even with fees and whatever, okay? But that's still a hundred bucks. Why would someone pay that kind of money to see the Coyotes? I don't know. I don't know, but they're they're trying to make money on this, and it's just like this is just preposterous. I can't see them get even like getting two thirds full there. I just can't see it. No, and it's a shame because the team, the the, the players on the team deserve more than that. Okay, they play hard. The Bruins had a heck of a time getting past them twice this year, and it's like, and their team is not stocked with 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 like names anymore they've sold off so much i feel bad for the players i feel bad for the fans in a way but i i think fans will they they have a way of regulating that shit but yeah that was just stupid wow so we are going all over the place today talking about all sorts of things <laughs> i mean what is there really to say about the bruins that we haven't said you know when they lose defensive players they play poorly pasta Oh, God, pasta is the key to the power play because the power play. Oh, yeah. And you, you could even see the players commenting on that, right? Like, I think it was like Marshy was saying, it's like, look, without was it Marshy saying it or was it Grizz? That basically without pasta, the defenders, pasta just draws all the defend all the penalty killers away from the net, giving giving Marshy and, uh, and Berkey free reign. And so without the fear of Pasternak, the penalty killers are actually doing their fucking jobs. <laughs> pasta is the shiny object i love it <laughs> i could think bergeron being you know at bumper would be like a, a going concern that you'd maybe want to continue to pay attention to but i guess not <laughs> he's like i'm old <laughs> you don't need to fear me i'm okay over here okay so this is not great the last time they scored on the power play Ready? Was the 2nd of April. They have gone... It's o been that 20, 20 attempts. Yeah. Oh, for 25 since... Oh, it's 25. Oh. Yeah, I, I looked through the games and I... I, I yeah, that's this. some, like, 2011 playoffs shit right there. Like, sure, they won the cup that year, but that power play was abom was an abomination. <laughs> yeah, so that's 0 for 25 in their last seven games. Because they've had there there have been some a couple of games where they had like up to five attempts. What game was that? The fourteenth? Oh yeah, against the Senators, they had five power plays and they capitalized on none of them. 
I think you're very lucky for not having watched that Senators game. That was bad. Really bad. Yeah. It's fun and exciting to see McLaughlin score. It really is. And Froden. Froden got his uh his first his first NHL goal. So that was really great. But then they couldn't do anything after that. And they were leading. They were leading in the first. And then after Swayman, uh, Swayman came in and Olmark left, um, you know, it's not all Swayman's fault. But, man, that was really, really rough. Honestly, that's a hard situation to come in as the backup. Like Coming in as a backup is always hard. But usually you're just trying to, like, stop the bleeding from a catastrophic game. Coming in unprimed on a game that your team's winning, that's not a good situation to be in. Well, two of the goals were power play goals, the last two uh, by the Senators. So I can't really blame a goalie for a power play goal. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can, but like in general, in the abstract, you really shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you were without one of your best penalty killers in Carlo. Olmark left the game. Swayman came in kind of had to be fresh and Bruins took two awful penalties that they shouldn't have had to have taken because neither one of them was a penalty. Oh, yes. So it was, uh, it was Riley took a penalty for high sticking, which was not, I think it was Brady Kachuk and he sold it. And then Patrice got called for holding, which he did not do. There was no holding and he was incensed. He was so pissed off. So, so it made it five and three and they scored. Twice on that. Absolutely sucked. That's why I, I didn't blame Swayman for those goals. Because it was just bad refing that got got to that situation. Well, granted, the team could have killed the penalties better. But they they were down two men. And and the, the people who... Uh, Josh Norris, I don't know very much. Or whatever his name is. Brad Morris. I don't know what his first name is. Norris, I don't know anything about. But Stutzle... Mm, Stutzle was one of the people who scored against him so that's gonna be hard ah so it sucked oh yeah it was three unanswered goals by the senators in the second so he managed to shore up after that but the bruins couldn't do anything else this is a problem that would continue into saturday because it's like okay on on thursday you had the bruins scoring two goals in the first and then that happened again on saturday and they got lucky they got lucky because one there was uh they they got Brandon Carlo back so that was good but Carlo was on the ice for the one goal against the one actual countable goal against from uh, Heinen fucking Heinen not our friend he's got like what seventeen or nineteen goals this year why couldn't we say that here uh, yeah both Carlo and Grizz were on that and they were both like trying to just like whoa whoa what are we doing and then it's like he just lofted one between them <laughs> so it was like oh that's not great and uh there was one goal that was it, it wasn't an, actually a goal but uh pittsburgh thought they scored i think it was like in the third crosby ended up in the net somehow with his, or with his stick deep in the neck so i i don't remember exactly what happened there but it was no goal and that's how they got lucky because they would have been tied the Bruins, you can't just have your scoring dry up. You can't. Yeah. Although that Freddie goal was just hilarious. He's just really good at just like flipping the, the puck in the net right down there. Like, eh, whatever. Which is a nice bit of redeeming himself after like, what the fuck was he doing on Tuesday? 
He, okay, he got his chest all puffed up against his hometown team. That's what happened. And, like, okay, so he he goes to throw a hit on Tarasenko. It's okay, fine, makes sense to her. But Tarasenko's bigger than Freddy. And Freddy bounced off. <laughs> that was kind of hilarious, actually. And then, but then, and it's like, again, I can see why he'd be irritated. But, like, why would you be that stupid after that? Like, like, like ripping off Pareko's helmet? Like, fuck, dude. It's Freddy? He's insane? I know, I know. He's a fucking lunatic. Yes, but. Who did he grow up with? Yeah, the Kachucks. Okay. And on Tuesday, we saw more Matthew than Brady in him. I can't fucking stand Matthew Kachuk. Brady Kachuk's a good boy. <laughs> in comparison to his brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As I said, on Tuesday, we saw more Matthew than Brady. <laughs> yeah. And not in a good way. No. No. No, I... <laughs> Um, I, I just, I feel like, you know, he was just so full of pride and it was like, look at me playing against my hometown team. It's like, you know, so he just, oh, I'm going to hit fucking Tarasenko, boing. <laughs> yeah. And, and basically, Tarasenko, no, <laughs> Tarasenko, no, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, and, and yeah, and just getting into it and it, like he, he crossed the line between being an agitator at, into a deficit to his own team. Uh, yes. He went from being an agitator to being like a Brendan Lemieux. That's not something you ever want to be. Even no, if you're you don't want to be, a, you don't want to be Brandon Lemieux. Although never it, should, Lemieux. it should be said that both Lemieux have now been suspended for biting somebody's fingers. Or for biting someone, both Brendan and Claude Lemieux have been suspended for that. I said Brendan didn't inherit any of his father's skill, just his father's douchebaggery. Yeah, <laughs> his father is an agent now. He's a player agent. Can you believe that? I was going to say what chaos. Well, his father being an agent <laughs> factors into like um uh, Brendan Lemieux's story here because he was drafted in the by the Sabers. And was refusing to sign, so he was part of the package they sent to uh, Winnipeg when they traded for Pat for for Evander Kane and um uh, and for for Evander Kane and, and Drew Stafford. No, Drew Stafford was the other way. It was Kane and who else? It was just Kane, wasn't it? I yeah, think so. Myers. Yeah, it was Myers, Stafford, and uh, Lemieux that went the other way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Didn't we find out that Lemieux was an agent, or uh, I think because he's Lindholm's agent. I think that's Is when he? I found out. I think so. Because they, okay. it, he was the one who was coming out and saying, like, oh, the Bruins are going to sign him. Ah. Uh. So that's how I found out. So anyway, yep. Um, anyway, not a good look from Freddie. Freddie absolutely deserved to be benched. And then he came back on Saturday and just did the good Freddie stuff that we love. The, hey, I'm here in front of the net and oh, just flip it, backhand it into the net. It's going to be in there. It's just beautiful to see. I love it. He's done this a couple of times. I I hope he has a long career of doing that because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy scored a whole whack of goals with uh, Wisconsin for a reason, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Freddie is adorable. I really love his face. I would just go pinch his cheek because I'm so much older than him. But I mean, when Freddie does bad, Freddie does bad. And. When your favorite players do things that you don't like, sometimes they need to sit. It happens with all of our, our 
guys. I'm glad he came back. I'm glad he learned his lesson. He's like, okay, don't do that. But they're going to play the blues again this week. So please, Freddie, just don't. And I have one more comment on like on certain players, on favorite players or whatever. All stuff just played blues. That's played blues in front of his home in St. Louis. Oh, like. the potential for for idiocy is is huge there. I get it. That's why he's got to <laughs> do what you got to do to not do that shit, Freddie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Bruins need to stop playing Brandon Carlo in late season games against the Washington Capitals. It's not that he's bad. It's just something always happens. Okay? So stop playing him in late season games against Capitals. And I would go so far as to say the last, like, last three weeks of the season should just be against divisional opponents. (laughs) No more more of this, like, Rangers-Capitals bullshit. You know what I mean? Just wrap up all the West Coast games or Western Conference games well before this, too. Just, you know, don't even play. Don't even play your divisional opponents any earlier in the season. Just make it all the last month. You know why? It's more exciting and fun. And um, Brandon Carlo won't get hurt against the Capitals. Um, Which is funny because like, we, we've seen he can play them in the playoffs with that incident. Islander as well. Anyway. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Caps, of course the fucking boat shoe scored on that game, right? Of course he did. And he, w- and he was doing his boat shoe bullshit all throughout the game. And he was just like, he'd grin and smirk and whatever. And I'm like, I want you to die. I hate this guy so fucking much. Like, 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 like he is... This is a world where Max Pacci already still exists, and I'm pretty sure that Garnet Hathaway is my least favorite player in the league. And I hate Max Pacci already. Well, we don't see Patches <laughs> that much anymore, so we can I, hate yeah. him less. You know what I mean? But I can't stand Garnet Hathaway. I cannot stand the sentient boat shoe. I grew up with people like him. I don't want to see them anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, like my whole high school existence was that, that was it, that, that guy, you know, in just various shapes and sizes. It was that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There were other guys that were really nice and stuff, but, and played sports, but there were like 75% of them were that guy. <laughs> and I Fucking boat it. shoes. Fucking boat Fuck. shoes. Fucking oh boat shoes. Fucking boat shoes. Um, it's the name of the episode, isn't it? it I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> because we we all really hate them so much. <laughs> we hate those type of players, and we mostly we just we hate Garnet Hathaway so much. He does live in my head. Rent-free, oh, I hate Absolutely that. rent-free. I think I might be paying him to stay there at this point. I know, God. I just, <laughs> I just want him to go away forever. <laughs> Never come back. That's all. That's all I ask for. Um, so at this point, Jeff, Bruins are firmly in wild card one. Uh, 
even the sentient boat shoe and uh and crew can't really surpass the Bruins that much at this point because they're not playing like they will. So they're going to stay in wild card two. Well, that's just it. The, the, the odds of the, the Caps catching Boston are are genuinely equal to that of Boston catching Tampa. Yeah, and um, three points either direction. And the Caps still haven't clinched, by the way. So yes, they have. Oh, they have. They, they clinched last night. Yeah. Oh, they did last night. Okay. Well, whether it was they lost, whether it was because they won or the Islanders lost, that was the end of it. And now on the on the NHL website, the entire East is set. It's just the seating. Okay. Yeah. All right, so that's that's where I'm going. Who does it look like if things stay the way they are now? Who who are the Bruins going to play? So as of this moment, they are slated to face Carolina in the first round, who are first in the Metro with 104 points. Uh, However, they are also actually tied with the Rangers at 104 points, but the um uh, Carolina has the um uh, has the first two uh tiebreakers. So basically, it's going to be either Carolina or the Rangers. Okay. Okay. I'd prefer the Rangers. And Likewise, yes, but that depends on what the what the Frederick Anderson situation is. That's true too. That, oh yes, that's true. I we talked about this earlier, and I've already forgotten. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Well. Yeah. That changes things. Because it's like anti Ranta. I'm like, if I was, if I was a, a, a Canes fan, I'd be terrified of going into the playoffs with Ranta in my net. He can be a good goalie, but you don't trust him to, you know, not die for one thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should be anti Ranta starting in the playoffs. Oh, uh, <laughs> Tim. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't even blame Tim for that one. No, it was <laughs> right there. It was right there. <laughs> yeah, I. This is this is why I asked you because I always forget about how the seeding things work. Honestly, I don't know why we don't go back to just one through eight seeding like they did before the uh, current uh, layout. Now that both conferences are even. <laughs> right. Right. Like I hate the I fucking hate the entire wild card process. Incidentally, that would also put Boston on track for uh, facing the t- – facing. well, no, it would still be Carolina because the way the eight, one through eight worked was the two conf- the two division leaders were one and two. We're, we're, one, we're in the first and then, and then in order, so it would still be Carolina even though Toronto has a better record than they do. <laughs> I'd still rather see Toronto. <laughs> because one, it's like – it's really funny. Two – I mean, maybe it'll be nice to just see Toronto fail against somebody else in the first round, like it was last year. Like, I, I wouldn't be pumped to see Tampa Bay get momentum out of a, play, out of a series win, but then they're just going to have to play Florida. And a second round game and a second round Battle of Florida game a series, I think, is probably something everybody wants. With the possible exception of the fans of those two teams. <laughs> I also don't want to see what Toronto fans do if the Leafs manage to win a series. Oh, I don't either. Yeah. I'm willing to let the Maple Leafs, I'm mean, not Maple Leafs, uh, the Bolts get ground to dust by Pan- the Panthers. That's fine because I think that could very well happen. 
there was a period of time where this Bruins team just looked so strong and amazing. And I thought they can take on anyone. And now I'm just like, oh, well, let's see how things shake out. Well, how much of that is the Bruins themselves and how much of that is injury related? The injuries are are a big factor, but I'm going to tell you right now, um, David Posternock's injury is not going away on its own. That is going to be no. surgery at the end of the year. Whether it's a torn abdominal muscle or God forbid, a her- or, 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 or which actually I think would rather be a sports hernia because at least, you know, once fixed, that goes away. But <laughs> and it's probably a lesser surgery. But yeah. Core, and core injury means one of those two things usually, right? Right, so. right, right. So, I mean, they're both fixable. It's okay. Um, but it they don't, they don't necessarily heal on their own so I don't easily. really like how many surgeries Pasta's already had to have in his career. Like he's not really getting a injury prone reputation, but this will be the fourth or fifth um thing he's had to have done, thing that's happened to him that's required a, a surgery, and that's not counting like a elbow bursitis, which he's had as well. <laughs> I mean, some of them are minor things like his thumb, but he also had like hip surgery in there, right? And <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Wear and tear. Wear and tear. This is what happens. This is sports are just basically attrition to the body. I'm not. I'm not alarmed necessarily. I mean, he is 25. I guess I should be a little more alarmed. Well, especially with him coming up for a huge extension as soon as as soon as the opening of free agency, right? Yeah, but the thumb thing. I think that was that was not necessarily him. Maybe it was him getting a little too drunk at a team function. But, you know. Oh, that's right. He fell. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I almost forgot about that. Look, you know, if you have to go to some team function and stuff like that, you are absolutely going to drink. (laughs) I mean, yes. (laughs) So. Especially if it's one with, like, sponsors and things like that. Exactly. If you have to do a lot of glad handing, of course you're going to drink something. You have to. You know, which makes Tuka's new role, Tuka Rask's new role, uh, very interesting. Can we all just go get a suite so he he can come in and shake hands with us? <laughs> we'll just say that we're like some business and he needs to come shake hands with us and have some Bud Light. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, yeah, I look, I guess I should be a little more alarmed. He's 25 years old. He's had all of these injuries and, and whatnot. And the core injury and I just I think it also I've I've always wondered if it's just a player being injury prone or a player just giving a hundred percent and they get injured I mean eventually one becomes the other though I I guess so yeah yeah and these things do pile up I mean arguably you could say it's like well they're not related injuries they're not it's like well yeah they are because each one each injury changes how you move afterwards right I don't know if I want to speculate more until we really know what's going on and we're not going to know that until they're out of the playoffs. So I, I but it, it sounds like it's a core injury. It's not going away on its own. And, and quite frankly, I think that we all need to just go, Hey, Pasta's just not going to show up maybe in most, if any of these games that are coming up, why play him? Yeah. Your power play looks like shit. Got it. And it's, it's a little more difficult to win the games without having your, like top scorer. I got it. I understand. But 
I also think that if you want him good for the playoffs, you don't play him now. You just don't. So, yeah, it might be a rough last seven games is what I'm saying. Have we ever been told what sort of injury, at least in vague terms, that Lindholm's dealing with? Lower body. That's it. That's it. That That's it. It's like... Um, you even if you rolled back the tape to figure out what happened, you can't really figure it out. There's no obvious knee twist. There's no. I don't think there was a blocked shot. Maybe there was. I thought. I thought he honestly got like slashed in in the um in the leg. If it was a cut, they'd tell us. Right. Right. I'm. I wonder I if it's something like a groin pull or something. Then maybe. That is lower body. And that would be the sort of thing that there wouldn't necessarily be an obvious cause in the tie-up that caused the injury, right? Yeah. Whereas like an ankle or a knee, you're going to see the ankle or the knee injury process. <laughs> there's going to be crutches. There's going to be a boot. There's a brace. Although I haven't seen Lindholm since any of this. so. That, but all I know is this, that Bruce Cassidy said, I was told that uh, Lindholm and Pasta were both going to be day to day, but it turns out it's week to week. So, could be an ankle sprain. It could be a MCL sprain. It could be, um, it could be a groin pull. It could be any number of things that that require a small amount of time to recover. But that's the key to recover. Again. As much as I want to see Lindholm, why play him? Let him get over it. Let him be ready for the playoffs. I I, I don't like it. One said they're both getting at least four more days. Yeah, because they're not traveling. Yeah, yeah. So the soonest we'll see any either of them as well as Olmark will be Saturday. So. Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. Like I said, I don't like it. I just I. But I'd rather have them fresh for the playoffs. Whomever we play. And please, let's just kind of hope and pray that the rags somehow do it. Because I, I like their chances a little bit more with rags. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if your opponent's really mostly just a power play and a goalie, I feel like you can figure that out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, you know, another fan base that is terrible when their team is doing well. Carolina. It's not even their fan base. It's it's them too. It's, it's the whole. No, thing. it's 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 the 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 hockey the hockey Twitterverse. Yeah. And so many so many hockey writers have sucked a fucking hard on for this irritating fucking team. <laughs> and I don't mean irritating on the ice. I just mean everything else about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they playfully call themselves a bunch of jerks. Yeah, thanks, Don Terry. You didn't need to do that to us, or was that, or was that Millbury? I don't even care. I think it was Cherry. Whichever, whichever vaguely racist dumbass did this, that's their fault. <laughs> yeah, they call them a bunch of jerks, but they're really just a bunch of assholes. <laughs> I mean, just a bunch of tedious fucking children. <laughs> oh my god, you could totally put an asshole in their logo. Yeah, I mean, their logo is just already an asshole. Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
Carolina bungholes. <laughs> I credit two 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 um, pop culture sources for my being obsessed with the the idea of putting an asshole in their their uh, their logo. One pluribus anus. <laughs> community, yes. <laughs> community is one, but there's one that even predates that one. Kurt Vonnegut. No. Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> just you'll read like Breakfast of Champions. I think there's like an asshole that's just drawn from time to time, and it's like, yep, okay. I mean, the whole Kilgore Trout thing, you know. Thankfully, when I went to Indianapolis, I did not see just random assholes painted everywhere, but I did take a picture of a mural of Kurt Vonnegut. He was from Indianapolis, by the way. So, and there is a museum. There's a Vonnegut Museum somewhere there. I could not find it, which I was sad about because I'm like, I really would like to go. Anyway, um, so. And yes. so it goes. And so it goes. <laughs> um, you know, I think sometimes one of the weirdest things about me is that I love Kurt Vonnegut so much. Because I don't think that people would just go, you're a Vonnegut reader. I can tell. No. Um, the most amazing Kurt Vonnegut thing I, I find is it was the um, uh, in the 80s, this awful um, uh, Rodney Dangerfield movie, Back to School. He hires Kurt Vonnegut to write his book report on <laughs> on Kurt Vonnegut. And he fails with the told that's not at all what the author meant. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna have to see that now. <laughs> it's a bad, bad movie, but that little scene's worth it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, one of my favorite books by uh, Vonnegut is uh, *Cat's Cradle*. Totally readable with in one sitting. Just it's it's not a very long book by any means, but it it basically to me it sums up what Kurt Vonnegut is about as a writer. Um, now that we're done talking about Kurt Vonnegut and anuses, uh, (laughs) (laughs) the Carolina anuses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that'd be so great. The Carolina bungholes. And then their, (laughs) their jersey says anus. Okay, so we've hit the playoff stuff. We talked vaguely about how the team has performed in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and we've talked about injuries. So I think we're, we've are we wrapped up basically most of the Bruins stuff, if you can say that we have. I was going to say, all you can say is that it's hard to judge what this team is after the last two weeks. Yeah, this the last two weeks is not really a measuring stick on them. Other than uh, unless you wanted to see, like, if we take away a random defenseman, how much worse will the Bruins play? Yeah. If we take away one player from each type of hockey player, forward, defenseman, goalie, how will the Bruins perform? Well, they'll beat the Pens, apparently, but... (laughs) Oh, my God. You know what really pissed me off the other day? 
Okay. Sorry, guys. I, I just have to do this now. You mentioned the penguins again. I was willing to forget about them for a few minutes, but just hear me out. We all know how much I hate Sidney Crosby, right? I have been like that. And I think I finally figured out why I hate him so much. He is a guy who is very talented. He's a leader of his team. He is one of the best players in the NHL still, right? Mm. But that guy falls down and he looks immediately at the ref looking for a call. It's not as bad as he was when he was a kid on that front because his first couple seasons, dear fucking God. But like, yeah, it's not. it never goes away. Not really. <laughs> that is why I hate him. Okay. Like, don't look for the call. Don't and don't if you're looking for the call, don't be so obvious you're looking for the call. That happened twice on Saturday and he did get the call once. And I, I just hate it. I mean, like, I feel like if the ref, uh, a good ref would see someone looking to you for the call and just like whistle embellishment. Right. 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 It's like, it's, even if it isn't, because even if it, even if you didn't hit the, even if it wasn't a dive, like I, I looking at the ref, at the ref expecting a call is to me, it, count, it constitutes embellishment because it means you're basically bailing on attempting to continue playing the game, the damn game. All right. Tim, why don't you tell us a little bit about Providence? Yeah, they've been doing pretty well recently. Um, they've won their last four games, which is uh, pretty great. Uh, in that in that time frame, they've also uh, clinched a playoff spot, which is also good. Four of the playoff spots in the East have been clinched. There has to be. They're still waiting for the last one in the Atlantic Division, and then. Three in the North Division still have to be decided. They've lost some players because of injury, obviously. But guys are stepping in and playing well. Brandon Bussey, the goalie, uh, they they had signed him out of after the uh, after his season ended as a. Uh, at Western Undrafted Michigan. free agent. Yeah. And uh, he played in his first two games with Providence. And he got two wins. Um, including yesterday's game. Which was uh, no easy feat. It was a one nothing win. So he only gave up two goals in his first game. Which was also a win uh, the day before. Which was a 3-2 uh, victory in overtime. So good for him. Um, played really well and stopped fifty-four of the fifty-six shots he's faced so far. So yeah, he's uh, he's running a nine-sixty-four in these two in his first two pro games. <laughs> Ooh, not too shabby. Again, not too two shabby games, at all. But like, still, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially with with injuries and stuff like that. Um, I know with Ulmark out, I think Grossnick is up with Boston, so he's unavailable, obviously. And then over the weekend, the Providence had to call up Booth because Kaiser was sick, correct? Correct. Yeah, so also not great. Because Booth is really like a in-case-of-emergency-break-glass type of 
<laughs> break glass and then use the broken glass to cut one's own wrists. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what he at this point. Yeah, it's not. You don't you, you don't go into it thinking you're going to win that game if he's starting. Wow, so, that was fucking dark. <laughs> Did you think this was the DC cinematic universe? <laughs> It, you know, speaking of which, I that far down in the goaltending depth chart. Yes, it, nothing, everything is grim dark when you're that that far down. The, yeah. <laughs> down the uh, goaltending depth. Why chart. is DC always so dark? <laughs> I've I've noticed this since watching all of them on HBO Max, and I'm like, everyone's dying, everyone's like getting killed, everyone's bleeding because of something like there's always something wrong going on and i'm just like how is this universe still a thing at least at least at least there's aquaman which is like was it so delightful (laughs) i do like aquaman (laughs) but like holy shit everything's the sky is always falling like literally always falling <laughs> like that's not even a metaphor like the sky is actually probably falling if i'm i'm watching i started watching batwoman and holy shit like there's this crazy I, I've seen so many people get shot in like six episodes, and I'm just like, how are there still people alive in this universe? I don't get it. <laughs> Not to mention that the storylines are all dark, and everybody gets killed and shot and died and whatever got gets died that gets died anyway. <laughs> oh Not to gosh. mention that the the imagery and the actual way they shoot things is so dark. <laughs> Big time. Big time. It's like gray sky morning all the time. Like, I, I don't get, like, I watched. Well, there, I watched... there's the thing is, do they exist in the in the, the, the real world universe from the Matrix? <laughs> no one has ever experienced a day of sunshine in their lives. Only rain no, and never. darkness. Never. I watched Titans and yes. holy crap. Like, I couldn't get over the amount of, like, explosions and, like, how, like, what's, like, what are these towns' budgets? How are they rebuilding? And they're not afraid to kill off a main character. Oh my Ever. god, they're not. They've killed off no. so many people on Titans. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, surely they're going to save this person. Oh, no, they didn't. Absolutely not. That, that, that person's gone now. Okay. Like, what? Like, And if you watched Teen Titans, the, the cartoon, and then, you know, Teen Titans Go, which is really like two times derivative of the, the original Teen Titans cartoon... Um, you know, Robin and, and Starfire have a thing. It's in the comics and whatever. In Titans, it's reduced to a one night stand. Oh yeah, that's how it, dark it, it is. It's just we can't have we can't have happiness. It's it's one night, and like <laughs> good things may not be had. Yeah, <laughs> and not only do like they kill off like main characters, they like make the main characters partner kill off the main character and you're like why what is happening what is i i i don't oh my gosh i i get so much i just don't get it like everyone's dying and like i don't know how there's still people in the world i don't know how cities rebuild like 
it seems like Bruce Wayne's having a nervous breakdown every 30 seconds. Like, I don't know what is happening anymore in this, like, in this, and I'm going to continue to watch it because it's riveting, it's riveting television, but holy crap, it's just really now. I want to start, I want to start Pennywise, the Alfred one, but holy shit, he's probably going to die in the first two episodes, and then we're just going to have, like, three seasons of his family or something. I don't know. Oh, have you watched Doom Patrol? It's dark. Oh, not yet. It's dark and freaking weird. Not yet. <laughs> I, 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 I figured out that the Doom Patrol are those... The, the people in Doom Patrol made that cameo in uh, Titans for a couple episodes, I think. And I, you had the one girl who somehow turns into goop all the time. And then <laughs> you have, like... You have, like this rich guy who seems good but at the same time seems like kind of an asshole and you don't know if he's actually good or not and i haven't watched it yet no but like that's that's another one that i got to and i want to watch the alfred one i just uh, yeah it's just it's just <laughs> wild how and and by the way it's crazy how many spin-off shows you can have like we're just throwing shows left and right here. Oh, you haven't even. Every single... Oh, uh, you haven't even tackled Gotham yet, have you? Oh, I no, I watched that. Oh, okay, all right, that's yeah, that was good. But that was less. There was less. There was less like bad because it was like made by Fox or something. Like so, they <laughs> wasn't that the like so like I they mean, had like, to have Gotham was basically Batman Muppet Babies though. So yeah, <laughs> like 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 it was like it was like you have to keep things okay for like ch- television. It seems like HBO Max. They do. I tell you what, the blood budget for every single show is probably in the millions because <laughs> like. Well, you know what it is? is because normally HBO is used to dividing that particular budget between both blood and tits, and in all these like DC things, they're not investing in the tits. So that's that's true. <laughs> so it's so they have this extra cash floating around. It's like okay, we'll just throw a whole shitload more squibs into this scene. Well, yeah, but the thing is, like, someone gets shot. And it's not just like your normal, like you see a movie, someone you talk. It's like, oh no! It's it it every single time it hits an artery, and we're just like spewing. It's just going everywhere every single time, and you're just like, how do these people have this aim? What is this happening? It's like they have a stud finder on their gun, except it's an artery finder. <laughs> yes, I swear, like. Oh. It, it, it's it's just it's just amazing how much the, this has just happened, and I just like I said, I'll continue to watch it because it's crazy. But holy fuck, I, they, they they never have happiness ever. Okay, I I was just saying it as a toss off line from uh from 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 Deadpool. He's so dark, like the DC universe. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> By the way, I watched Green Lantern because Netflix very helpfully told me, hey, it's going away on April 30th. I'm like, well, I've never seen it before and I'm certainly not paying money to see it. So let's just turn it on. It was terrible. It was oh, just yeah, that's not bad. A that's not good. It, you didn't use Ryan Reynolds very well. You didn't explain anything in any way that I can understand. Um. 
the the CGI uniform. Oh God. Oh no, no. Don't make it green and don't make it CGI. Oh God, it was so bad. Um. Oh well, even. Oh my gosh, even Star Girl, which is like supposed to be like kids in high school, like. You're in high school, you're like a hero type thing, but like you're in high school. So like yeah, you have like teenage angst. Nope. This person killed this person and now they're freaking going through anxiety of killing this person and I had to kill for you and blah blah. I'm like, you're twelve. Why are we making them kill people? (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. And they wonder why people want to go see the Marvel stuff and not the DC stuff. Yeah, at least Marvel. The Marvel stuff. Oh, yeah, Thor. Uh, Thor teaser finally dropped this morning. Oh, I have not seen it. Oh. Okay, do so. <laughs> yeah, at least the Marvel stuff gives you a little. Bit, although the Moon Knight gives you no hope. I've watched I the first three episodes of that, and Moon oh my god, weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I that that gives you no hope for life, but at least Marvel most of the time gives you a glimmer of like, oh, the good guys can win. And in DC, it's like they probably die and kind of not win at all. That's just what it is. It's life. Nobody wins, and you're just like, I thought this was supposed to be an escape for people, not like just an extension of the real world. Like, holy shit. <sighs> Oh, I'm just, yeah, I. <laughs> I did not anticipate my just saying that it was going to make Tim go off for 20 minutes. This is fantastic. I love it. <laughs> oh, I just, I've never, I've not always been into these shows and movies and everything, but like. Yeah, you never now even that saw I've Star watched... Wars until a couple years ago. Exactly. Now that I've watched a lot of the Marvel stuff and I dipped into DC and I can compare and contrast, I'm just like, holy shit, why is one, everyone dying? And the other one, like a couple people die, but then you're still happy at the end. Like, what the hell? You you know what I found out today? Um, I'm going to share this. I don't know how true it is because I found it uncracked, but um, apparently you can go to Library Congress and go see the uh, original 35 millimeter print of Star Wars. Oh, wow. If you make an appointment, you can see it. So it's like, I I would like to see that. That way you can exp- you can feel what it felt like in 1977 when it came out. I would go do that. That sounds like fun. That does sound like fun. It does. But yeah, I mean, look, Tim, good for you for finding new stuff new new to you stuff because i think that sometimes you're just not ready to experience something and so don't try to push it on yourself if you're not ready to experience that so you know especially with pop culture things do it at your own leisure you know uh right now i'm at critical mass with tv shows uh, we're kind of uh we're st- we're still watching money heist which ugh, whatever um we're binge watching the end of season five of better paul saul uh, better call Sp- better call saul because season six starts tonight and um there's something oh no we just finished the dropout so that's good i feel like there's something else that we're watching though uh but whatever we'll, we'll get to moon Knight at some point it's not going anywhere wow okay 
but the moral of the story is Bruins, Providence Bruins in first place in the playoffs, doing well. <laughs> Thank you, That's Tim. That's coming weekend with a bunch of these guys making their debuts, right? Because Beecher made his debuts, too. Yep. Right? Bunch of guys. Uh, Beecher, uh, uh, Merkulov, Merkulov, Markalov, that Merkulov. guy. It's, it's probably Merkulov or something to that like that. Yeah. Merkulov. Yeah, he, 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 he made his uh, debut as well. Um, his name is Georgie. Uh, yeah, Georgie or Gorgie. I wanted to be Gorgie. Um, and then uh, Callahan scored his first goal uh, with Providence as well, I believe, in there. Michael Callahan scored his first goal. He's a defenseman. They signed him a little bit. Ago. Well, not too long ago. But, yeah, so a bunch of guys are making their debuts. And uh, they're actually making uh, – they're having an impact. So that's good. Impact is good. That's very good, especially since the Boston Bruins keeps taking their players away. So, you know, all those injuries and shit. And shit. All right. Jeff, why don't you tell us about the final seven games of the season? Thank God. Yes, yes this is the closeout two weeks for the, for the last two weeks of the regular season. Starting... Tuesday, April 19th, in St. Louis, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Against, well, obviously the Blues, because they're in St. Louis. Um, <laughs> it would be funnier if they were against the Coyotes, but, you know, it's in St. Louis. And that's on ESPN+, Plus, by the way. Ah. Yes. Um, follow it up on Thursday. That's the 21st of April, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, at Pittsburgh. Ooh, God, this could be revenge game. Or it could just be well, a game. Well, DeSmith is out. DeSmith is week to week. No, sorry. Jari is week to week, so it's DeSmith and Net. Which, uh, taking the play role of Nick, I believe that means of Smith. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Of Smith, yes. Um, yep, okay. Um, and then on uh, Friday, on Saturday, what could potentially be a first-round preview... Um, 3 p.m. Eastern time, which is like a really irritating fucking start time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, against the Rags at home on ESPN Plus. Oh, all sorts of ESPN this week, huh? Well, just the, just those two games. Everything else is on regular networks. So ah, well, and then next day we have back to back with travel, but it's over 24 hours between starts, which is rad at Montreal, <laughs> 7 p.m. Eastern time on the 24th. Hey, we might get to see Carey Price, or not? Might. He did. He made his. He made his return this weekend. So, mm-hmm. okay. um, uh, then next Tuesday, the twenty sixth, seven p.m. Eastern time, against Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then Thursday, the twenty eighth, seven p.m. Eastern time, at home against Buffalo. Because how sure. many how many games have we played against them? I mean, I could click through and count, but I'm going to go with more than really anyone needed. Exactly. And by the way, when um, I said that all the divisional play should be in the last month of the season, not the Sabres. Play them all in, like, October and November. Nobody gives a shit. And then they close out with a back-to-back because with travel, because why not? Um, 29th, that's next Friday, 
7 p.m. Eastern time at Toronto. Um, now, I'll point out that odds on, that get, if, if, if this team behaves the way they have, like, say, last year, half the team's going to be scratched then. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I only care about this game because it's the end of the year. It's the end of the season. It's, it's done. I'm, I'm done with the regular season. That's great. Um, but, uh, otherwise I don't, I kind of don't give a shit about that game. I mean, the Bruins haven't won the first two games against the Leafs. I don't think that means anything. Um, I think they could drop this game. It would also not mean anything. Didn't um, they win one game against Toronto? Nope. I thought they split. Uh, okay. I thought they took one. They only play, they only played them three times this year. The, the first... That old fuckheads that make the schedule, I swear to God. Yeah, they'll give us like 500 <laughs> games against the Senators and the Sabres, but the, the teams we want to see the Bruins play, they'll only give us three games. And I think it's only actually the Leafs that got shorted on this. Everybody wants to see that. Why Why are you not showing us that? Yeah, I don't know. It is so dumb. I hate it. Well, okay, there you go. That is the last seven games of the season, which, you know, uh, I'm already ready for the playoffs. The Bruins have clinched. They're probably not going to be outside of wildcard one. At this point, rest All whatever players. All they're planning to do is to make sure the Caps don't catch them. That's it. That's it. So you want to see your team win, but you don't want to see more injuries. So, you know, watch and enjoy. And, uh, you know, hope for a playoff game on my birthday. That's all I'm saying. Oh, is it, that is a lot of playoff teams to close out the uh, the year, but like, whatever. Uh, well, yeah. I, this I, is the time to try different things. Get weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> Go all Doom Patrol on them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. So. Oh, fuck off, Deadspin. Uh-oh. What? They came out with an article, because apparently they're still doing that nowadays. And it says, and this is the title, at least know why you're voting for Patrice Bergeron for Selkie. Yes, he's an all-time great, but others are more deserving these days. Oh my god, No. No, literally no, no. every literally every metric shows that he's like not even that he's not just the best this season, but he's having the best defensive season for any forward ever this season. Even Dom Alphabet name at the Athletic is like no Patrice. He's like there's no defensible reason to even fill the rest of your ballot out. Is basically what he's saying at this point. It's like just write Bergeron and leave the rest blank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought this up, Tim, because this is a very important thing. Patrice Bergeron absolutely deserves <clears throat> to win the Selkie this year, more so than maybe any time in the last like couple of years. So, um, and there are going to be people who come out and say various things uh, about why they, you know, uh, they're putting different names on the ballot, like Austin Matthews. Yeah, you know what? You have a viewpoint. You can do that if you want to. But Patrice, by almost every metric, and I think every metric, he is the top guy. So. And it's so far ahead of the next person down the line. So, it, but the problem is, is that, you know, as, as um, what's his name? Uh, who announced the, uh, the award last year? Uh, what's his name? Rod, uh, Brindamore. 
Brindamore said, this is increasingly becoming the most, uh, uh, the most points scored by a defensive uh, forward. That's, I mean, people have been bitching about that for a decade. Like it's what it is. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying that's what he said that, you know, but I think that you really need to evaluate this tweet because this tweet makes up the whole it, it you know, it's satire, it's parody. It, it really sums up these other voters who want to vote for somebody else. And maybe that article, right? Sam, you make a good point. I have to remind people, Patrice Bergeron is a wonderful player, a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is not, however, the only two-way player in the game. Here is my ballot. Austin Matthews, Brian Gianta, Joel Erickson-Eck, Mitch Marner, Louie. Now, you know it's parody. This is Petrov McGuire, by the way, on, on Twitter. How is this going to seem like, what year could that possibly be? <laughs> 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 to, to read and know Petrov McGuire is to love him. So um, I he put Brian Gianta in there, and that that kills me. I just love it <laughs> because he's basically saying, "Yeah, sure, you can put any name you want on this ballot, but it should be Patrice Bergeron." He's just making fun of those guys, right? Patrice Bergeron deserves it. I'm not just saying that because I love him and I'm a homer, and I uh. I, I treated myself and got myself a Bergie captain's jersey this this uh, this Saturday while I was at the pro shop. Ooh. Oh, yeah, baby. I got it. I'm not wearing it today because, like, I just didn't feel like it. But I will soon. I needed to get it because I don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? I have one, too. I got one as well. Yeah. So it's like you, you just... <laughs> You Speaking do we- of sweaters, um, incidentally, that was confirmed this week, even though I could have sworn we knew this for sure like two months ago. Um, 2023 Winter Classic will be at Fenway against the Pens. Yeah, you guys seem to know more information about it than I did. I was not really paying attention to it, I guess. Um, it makes sense, given the fact that Fenway Sports Program owns the pen- Penguins. Well, there was just it. Like, I would have kept my powder dry for another year and lined it up with the team's fucking centennial in, 20, in 2024. So clearly this is about funneling money into uh, in, into Fenway Sports Group like they're a bunch of geese destined to be foie gras. <laughs> and they will in turn <laughs> not use that money to spend on the Red Sox because they clearly aren't doing that. And it's pissing me off. Well, I think that this whole thing just confirms what everybody has known right from the beginning. You know, people like Hags and, um, yeah, what's his name? Don't Jimmy do it. Murphy. Don't please don't do it. Please don't do it. No, <laughs> I don't care if it's a joke. It just causes me physical pain. <laughs> oh, but come on, I have to. <laughs> Let me take my headphones off. Okay. It just confirms that Sidney Crosby is going to be traded halfway through the game to the Bruins. Thank you. <laughs> Probably. Yep. Uh, because we know that Jeff doesn't listen to the podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I, I don't want to commend you on your good work. And, you know, I don't want to listen to how you managed to, you know, whittle it down to what it is nope i don't have time for that <laughs> but anyway uh i i like the joke because it's so dumb sometimes people can be very smart and like very dumb things and that is me all right all right so i think we got it all out uh, it was it was hard because i didn't remember anything in my brain's been a sieve lately so 
But uh, I think we should just wrap it up. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, listeners, uh, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Um, talk to us on Facebook. We're at Barely on Topic Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Barely on Topic. And then, of course, there are always our individual Twitter accounts. Uh, for one, I'm at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I am at Go See uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Dot edu. Also known as that VA from RI. Word? <laughs>